Salam alaikum wa rahmatullah wa barakatuh. As we sojourn through this existence, we enter into many different phases in our life and many different situations in our life. We start out as infants who are totally dependent on our mother for sustenance and for care. And we stay in that state of dependency for quite a few years. We then enter into school, become a student, and we were, we are under the purview of our teachers. And we are dependent on them as to the information that we get as to how to deal with the world and with our situations. We, in most places, stay in school for an extended period of time. And then we go out into the world. And the world becomes an interesting place for us because if we are on this path of Sufism, we find that most of the world is not paying any attention to the things that we have been taught are very important. Most of the world is busy trying to make headway in the world. Most of the world is trying to gain titles, to gain status, to gain power, to gain wealth, to gain the things that are sought after in the world of illusion. Now, the only way that we could possibly have altered our path so that we can tell the difference between the world of illusion and the truth of existence, the only way we could actually understand the temporary nature of this lifetime and the fact there is a more permanent and eternal nature to existence is to somehow have been taught about this and introduced to it. This is not something that happens to everyone. And to the ones that it doesn't happen to, the world is all they know. And people try to do the best that they can with what it is 
that they know. Religion enters into most people's lives and sets limits as to their public actions. Sets limits as to the way they interact with others. With understandings that you can only take your ego to a certain extent. You have to attempt to limit your desires and your needs, at least publicly. And what we find in the world is that some take their desires to great lengths, others are able to control it more. And then a very few begin to understand the lie that desire is. The lie that trying to accumulate the world is. Sometimes it can be very evident that people are broken in their attempt to accumulate the world. If you've ever seen what a hoarder's house looks like, um, you can understand this. I had a situation once where I was representing some people and their parents had passed and I had to go over to their parents' house and their parents were hoarders and I walked into the house and I couldn't believe what I was seeing. They had newspapers stacked almost to the ceiling and the whole house was full of newspapers and they had created little walkways like a maze in between the newspapers so they could get to from one room to another. But the house was full of newspapers. And you ask yourself, why? Why are they collecting newspapers? Because they're broken. Because this is something they think they need to do. Well, when you understand that people can be broken to that extent, then you begin to understand the kind of actions that people do in the world uh, and how they react. They're broken. They don't know any better. They can't do any better. So what is your reaction to broken people? What is your reaction to the ones who have newspapers cluttering their entire house? who have newspapers cluttering their entire mind, who have newspapers separating themselves from you and everything else, to whom newspapers are more important than anything else in the world. And it's not really what's in the newspaper. <laughs> it's just the newspaper itself. They've lost touch. Well, a lot of the world has lost touch. And reality is distant from them. Hak, which is the Arabic word for reality, 
which means the reality of God, Allah's reality, is distant from them. Um, there was a song about Van Gogh, and in the song it said, it says, you were always too sensitive for this world. And that's the situation with a lot of people. They're too sensitive for this world. They can't take the kind of demands and the kinds of abuse that the world hands out on a regular basis. They can't handle it. And because they can't handle it, they have strange reactions. They withdraw or they act out certain things in response to their inability to work with uh, the system. And that's why we have so many mental health issues within this country and within every country. Uh, when people are separated from the truth in the profound way that people are separated from it now in this world, life becomes totally illusory and has the ability to get totally out of hand. Now, there are those to whom this world seems to be a very easy place. They're able to conquer the difficulties in this world and move on very easily. And they become the arrogant ones, the ones who use their abilities within the world to suppress others, to put others in their place, as they think, and to make life difficult for others in order to maintain their own status and their own power. If we have been fortunate enough to find out about Hak, to find out about reality, to find out about the existence of Allah, to find out about the gracious qualities that are Allah, to find out that we need to integrate those gracious qualities into our life, if we're fortunate enough, to find this out, then we have to do something about it. We have been given a special responsibility. We have been given an understanding that is uncommon in existence, that not everyone has. And if we have it, we have to be among the ones who are gentle in this world and the ones who bring soothing in this world. Allah's name is Rahman and Rahim, mercy and compassion. And if we begin to understand the nature of his existence, we must learn to make that our existence. We must learn to be merciful and compassionate. We must learn to become humble 
and small. It is said that positions of power um, make some people grow and other people swell. So it depends on how you react to the things that you're given. So if you're put into a position where you're in charge or you have a small amount of power, do you become a dictator or can you stay kind? We're constantly put into tests in this world. And all of these tests are whether we can stay humble. If you watch a sheikh and you watch what he does and what happens, you will see that a large number of people take his word as reality and do what he says. Now, when you have that kind of power over people, it's interesting to watch how that person acts in that position. And what I saw when I watched my sheikh, my teacher, is I saw a man who didn't want power, but who had power, and who didn't use power, but instead used love and humility to bring people into an appropriate state. A man who consistently stayed within the realm of Allah's qualities while dealing with other people, who was constantly gracious, who was constantly humble, who was constantly coming from a place where that which mattered to you was the paramount important thing to him. He had given up his own needs for things. He had given up his own desire for things and had made his life one of service towards others. This is the work of the ones who have progressed on the path. They now live a life of service to others. And in all of their interactions with other people, there is a benefit to the other person because they are in their presence. An entire new way of operating has begun to occur. Instead of accumulating the world, they attempt, people on this path, attempt to accumulate Allah's qualities. Now what's interesting in the accumulation of Allah's qualities is you are only allowed to accumulate them if you give them 
away. Allah will not give you his qualities if you believe that you can hold on to them. Allah will not give you his qualities if you think that you can hoard them. These are meant for dispersion. What good does mercy do if it isn't handed out? What good does compassion do if it isn't handed out? It's like fertilizer. Fertilizer has to be spread or it stinks. Fertilizer has to be spread or it doesn't do any good. Well, mercy and compassion is like fertilizer for plants. It makes people grow. Mercy and compassion is how you bring out the truth in people. It's how you bring out their best qualities. The sheikh is a mirror of the possibilities that you are. He can show you what you are capable of. So, he's a different kind of mirror. He's not a reflection of you. He's a reflection of what you can be. He takes you from who you are to what you can be. And he shows you your possible future. So, it's an interesting mirror. Because it just doesn't show you what is going on at that moment. It shows you the progression and the change that you are capable of going through. And it comes with the understanding that once this happens to you, you need to help make it happen in others. So your test becomes what do you do with what the Sheikh has given to you? Do you do nothing? Or do you give out what he has given to you? Allah's mercy is not limited to certain kinds of people. Allah's mercy is not given to be held on to. Allah's mercy is given to be given away. Allah's hands are open to his creation. Allah's love flows to his creation. Allah's kindness is given to everybody. And Allah waits for us to understand. Allah waits till the last second for us to understand. And Allah constantly puts us into situations where we can act in His way. Um, the, the Christians say, what would Jesus do? The Muslims should say, what would Muhammad do? Uh, 
in each of our situations, we must understand what the saints would do if they were put in a certain situation. The reality is that we were all put here to become saints. We were all put here to gain and integrate Allah's qualities into our being and then give those qualities to the world. We become Allah's hands and feet in the world. We become Allah's mouth in the world. We become the aids of reality by being reality. So, when Halaj said, Anul Haq, he didn't say it in an arrogant way. He said it in a way that projected, here is an opportunity for you because this body has been given the understanding of reality and now is a projection of reality. So aid is here for you. I am reality, come get some. And this is who we need to become. Whatever it is that we do to progress is for others. And as we understand that, and as we are capable of doing that, we begin to disappear more and more and more. And the drop becomes part of the ocean. And we intermingle with the ocean. Now, people are afraid that if they intermingle with the ocean, they lose who they are. But people don't understand that the refusal to intermingle with the ocean keeps them limited. The ego is a very limited place. The egocentric understanding of existence is a very limited place. The reality of giving up that limited nature of existence and expanding into a consciousness that envelops reality is an expansion into in the entire universe. You become part of the universe and you become part of all that is our creator. You become intermingled with that nature because that is your true nature. And it can only be seen when the false nature of the egocentric understanding of life and existence fades from you. When you've lost the love of the self 
And you've transferred that love towards everyone else. When you've lost the separation of the self from everyone else, and you've included everyone else in your existence. We have to make some basic decisions in this life. And that is, do we live a solitary existence enveloped in ourselves, selves, or are we ready to open up to all that is available to us through making ourselves available to everybody else, to making ourselves dissipated into the entire universe? To make ourselves the conduits of the truth, the conduits of reality, the conduits of Allah's qualities. Can we allow them to travel through us? Allah is a cornucopia that is unending. So we should never be afraid to dispense mercy because there's no end to it. And if we give it, Allah gives it to us. Whatever you give away, you're going to get more of. So if you give away anger, more anger is going to come at you. If you give away jealousy, more jealousy is going to come to you. But if you give away mercy, more mercy is going to come to you. If you give away love, more love is going to come to you. And you will grow. But you will grow in consciousness. You will not grow in false self. So, we need to understand that our growth has to do with our own ability to leave <coughs> the limited self and enter into the realm of the expansive self, of the true self, of the godly self, of the self that is connected to the root of creation, of the self that is connected to eternity of the self that enters beyond shariat, beyond tarikat, beyond hakikat, and beyond marifat, into the realm that is beyond the separations of the world. We have to enter into the realm that is beyond the separations of race, that's beyond the separations of language, that's beyond the separations of religion, that's beyond the separations of me and you, where these bodies that act as separators in truth no longer exist. <coughs> and that part of us, hidden deep inside our hearts, that's connected to everything, is the part that we operate from.
there's a story in uh, the Old Testament of the Tower of Babel where a group of people decided that they were going to build a tower to the heavens so that they could reach God. And they built and built and built and then God took hold of them and changed the languages that they all spoke. So they went from one language to many languages. And because of this, they could no longer cooperate in building this tower. And that, of course, is where the word Babel comes from, because they all spoke different languages. It was like as if they were babbling to each other. But the point being that your connection to other people isn't through language. And you can't build a stairway to heaven. You can't build a tower to heaven. Heaven is within you. It's within your heart. And it's only when you begin to understand that, that truth will enter you and that there can be a real connection towards Allah. And it is necessary for us to make that real connection towards Allah. Somewhere and sometime within our life, we have to make the decision to choose Allah as opposed to choosing the world. And when we choose Allah, we have chosen all of His creation as our brotherhood and sisterhood. You can't choose Allah and just choose Muslims. You can't choose Allah and just choose Jews. You can't choose Allah and just choose Christians or Hindus. In choosing Allah, you choose everyone. Why? Allah created everyone. He didn't just create one section of humanity. So when we choose Allah, we choose everyone, or we're not really choosing Allah. We're choosing illusion. We're choosing the imagination that our egocentric self has of Allah as opposed to the truth of Allah. We're choosing separation as, a plo- as opposed to inclusivity. And as we choose separation, we maintain the egocentric, illusory life that we have been in and no change has occurred. So, people can be in monasteries and they can still be separate from God and from man. People can be heads of religions and still be separate from God and from man. We must choose not to be 
separate. And it is within that choice that we find God. Our relationship with God is dependent on our relationship with others. You can't be one who hates people and have a relationship with God. You can't be one who is unkind and have a relationship with God. You can say you have a relationship with God and you can wear the costume of a saint but you can't be a saint. We can all wear costumes but the truth is naked and the truth can be seen through costumes. We must become the ones who are not separated from anyone and see everyone as our brothers and sisters. All of our separations from humanity keep us from the truth and the integration with Allah. And as we integrate with other men, we integrate with Allah. Our reality is not in our words. Our reality is in our actions. And if our actions are true, we are true. If our actions live in haq, then we live in haq. If our actions live in separations, then we live in separations. If our actions live in egocentric aggrandizement, then that's who we are. And we have to take a hard look at ourselves. Can we forgive? Can we forgive those who have trespassed against us? Can we forgive those who have betrayed us? Can we forgive those in the world who act outside of Allah? Can we learn not to judge and to allow judgment for Allah? Can we let him be the one who makes that decision? Or do we walk around pointing who's going to heaven and who's going to hell? Have we thought that we can understand things to that depth? Our vision is limited. We have to understand that our vision is limited. Only Allah knows all. And that's why we have to become Abdullah, the servant Abd of Allah, Abdullah, the servant of Allah, where we do his work, and his work is inclusivity. And when we learn inclusivity, we become closer to the truth. When we end the separations in our existence, 
we become closer to the truth. And when we have separations, we have anxiety. When we have differences, we have anxiety. But when we have inclusivity, we have peace. And everyone is looking for peace. But they think they're going to get peace by having more money, by having more fame, by having more power. And all of these things lead to lack of peace. It's interesting how the world believes that it can obtain certain states from things that can't give you those states. What can you get from a snake? You can get snake-like qualities and venom. You can't find tranquility in venom. You can't find tranquility in anger. You can't find tranquility in war. You can't find peace in war. Yet people are constantly of the belief system that you can find peace in war. It's not there. It can't be there. It's the opposite. When war happens, peace comes when so many people die that the hunger for blood is satiated. And the hunger for war is satiated. And people can't put up with it anymore. And then, when that stops, then some peace may come. We have to find peace in our own being. And we find peace by connecting to others. It starts in the smallest of relationships. It starts with the peace between yourself and your parents when you're a child. If you have parents who are peaceful, they can bring about peace in your being. If you have parents who are not peaceful, they can bring about anxiety and anger into your being as a child. And unless someone can come and soothe that anger with love, life will be difficult. We cannot stay in the place of anger and expect peace. We cannot stay in the place of jealousy and expect peace. These things are contra-opposed. These are lessons that are often contrary to what the world of illusion teaches us. But we must have the courage to learn these lessons. And we must have the courage to do what is the truth. May Allah help us understand that to make our way, we have to love. 
that to find the truth of who we are, we have to love. And it has to begin with the ones close to us, with the ones we interact with. We can't bully the ones we interact with and then love strangers. We can't bully the closest people to us and make believe we love the world. Difficult people cause problems to the ones they're closest to. Why? Because that's who they interact with the most. So the ones we interact with the most, we must work to make their lives easier. It begins in your own family. You have to have a certain way that you speak to your friends and that you speak to your wife and that you speak to your parents. Sufis have a very intricate sense of chivalry and in the way they express things to each other. When Sufis meet, they kiss. When Sufis talk, they talk with respect. Their voices aren't raised. There's always a politeness about their being. And if we can't be polite, we can't be Sufis. Uh, Someone once said that Sufism used to be a way of being. Now it's become a philosophy. It can't be a philosophy for us. It has to be a way of being. And that way of being is the way our sheikh was. And the sheikh said, be like me. And we must become like him. May it be easy for us to become like him. May each of us become like him. May we become like him. Amin, amin. Ya Rabbi Allah, assalamu alaykum wa rahmatullah.